Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hello, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. Donald Trump versus the DA in Manhattan. Ooh. We're going to discuss possibilities. If Donald Trump is arrested, what does it mean for his candidacy going forward in 2024? Ron DeSantis, what's been so fascinating as we learn more about him, the one thing we're learning is no one likes him. Oh. So we got one <laughs> candidate potentially being arrested and the other candidate who eats tapioca pudding with their fingers. We'll also discuss what is the definition of woke. We've talked about this on, on previous episodes mm -hmm. regarding mm -hmm. some polling data. Some people have a positive interpretation. Some people have a negative interpretation. The clip we're going to play from Bethany Mandel shows she has no interpretation. However, <laughs> she did write a GD book on it. That plus much more will also get you updated on Norfolk Southern because that continues uh, to be devastating to the great people of East Palestine, Ohio. And that is a macro for all of the people that are suffering as corporate, uh, as the corporate overlords uh, decide not to take safety, security, any kind of health of the constituents that live around them seriously. So that is bigger than just East Palestine, but we're going to continue having that conversation regarding East Palestine. But before all of that, Idaho, what'd you, you fucking call me? What'd you call me? Idaho. What'd you call me? You knew it was me? coming. You knew it was coming. <laughs> That's why I'm a, I, that's why I'm a hoe. <laughs> so Idaho, you know, when it comes to the great state that gave us Larry Craig, uh, there's there's nothing else mm. that has to be worried about infrastructure, any kind of subsidies, education. No, the biggest thing facing Idaho is we ain't killing these prisoners, right? Oh boy! So Idaho is poised to allow firing squads to execute condemned inmates. Now, mm. I am against the death penalty. I will say, uh, in this case, if the death penalty is going to exist, I guess this is nicer than lethal injection, mm -hmm. but I also don't think that we really, I don't know, need another way to kill our inmates. I feel like we should be going the other direction, mm. which is called rehabilitation, or life incarceration, because again, a life sentence is a death sentence. Mm -hmm. But what do you guys think? Firing squads will be used only if the state cannot obtain the drugs right. needed for exactly. lethal injections. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And one death row inmate has already had his scheduled execution postponed multiple times because of drug scarcity. Now, what's interesting is I can get you fentanyl. <laughs> I can get you drugs right now. That's how inept <laughs> governments are. They can't even get drugs 
to kill someone. Meanwhile, 65,000 people die a year from opioids. <laughs> Figure it <laughs> right, out, Idaho. Right. right. <laughs> but what do you guys think as far as if you're an Idahoan, knowing now that the firing squad will be the uh, choice the government will use to kill you? Before right. we started recording, I was excited because I was like, ooh, you're giving me options. <laughs> you know, you're letting me, you're letting me in, be in control. But now I realize it is because you can't kill me fast enough. And so the drugs aren't working and you can't find a nurse willing to inject me and ruin their life with the, the PTSD of this. So mm-hmm. you're just going to have a bunch of kids shoot me instead. I feel like that's a sad statement, Fernando. It sounds like a prisoner's mindset where you're like, well, at least you're going to kill me fast. Oh. I just want to thank you. I want to thank the governor of Idaho, I, the Congress. Ooh. I thank you so much because, yeah, I am going to die. But you're doing it so dang nice. Right. It is funny to to hear uh, people in the government complain about all the fentanyl coming over the border, but then also hearing them complain about how we can't kill these prisoners fast enough. Let's link the two up, people. Let's put these drug dealers to work. <laughs> Well, Well, what's the difference? I want to push back, though, because (laughs) in the end, we know that prison is just an industrial prison complex. And uh, what does it actually take to kill one of these people? What do we talk about? $250,000? Some insane amount. Imagine if you gave that person like half of that amount, they probably would not be in prison and would probably not be on death row. Well, to be honest with you, they'd kill themselves with fentanyl as soon as they get out. (laughs) So Idaho Republican (laughs) Governor Brad Little, he's voiced his support for the death penalty but generally doesn't comment on legislation. Only Mississippi, Utah, Oklahoma, and South Carolina currently allow the firing squads, according to the Death Penalty Information Center. South Carolina's law is on hold pending the outcome of a legal challenge. It's just sad that we live in a country where the humane thing in this situation is still shooting someone in the frickin' head. Also, what about the people... (laughs) That have to do it because it's just the prison guards. Mm-hmm. There's a great little mm-hmm. YouTube series out there, yeah. and I forget the name of it, but they they talk with a with an executioner. One dude had like zero feelings at all. He's like, I just did it, but he seemed he was did not seem like the brightest bulb to be frank. <laughs> and then one dude was deeply troubled, had PTSD, was had to quit. Exactly. I mean, you know, he right. pulled the uh, right. pulled the switch and killed about fifty or so people. So mm. you do wonder now if you're going to have the lack of the wall. That is between you and the condemned and, of course, the veins and just the the false myth that it's a medical procedure and not just you killing somebody. Right Mm. now, if you have a firearm and obviously they might have 10 or so people and then I, I, I don't know if they still do like the one person has a bullet and the other ones don't so they can clean their conscious. I don't know if they give a shit anymore. (laughs) Right. But if you're a prison guard, I mean, it'll be pretty traumatic, I think, too, to just pop someone in the frickin head. I mean, it's much more visceral, don't you think? Oh, yeah. It's much more violent. I mean, and, and, you know, again, just in terms of these prisoners and their 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 own families in terms of this stuff, I I don't know what's worse, what's worse for Idaho prisoners at this point. Did, did Getting shot by an execution squad or doing a lifetime sentence of going and working on Larry Craig's dude ranch. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. Either one. It could be either one. The nice thing about Larry Craig's dude ranch, of course, that was the senator who was tapping his toe in the Minneapolis bathroom to try to solicit a blowjob. He said that he had a wide stance. So uh, his dude ranch, some of the biggest goddamn gotta, stalls around. Gotta get out there. <laughs> you I, really do. This is America. And, you know, maybe it's just it's America's finally getting to me, Ben, after what? 30 years I've been here, plus 30, 38 years. I've been here a long time. Yeah, um, it, it, there's aspects of it that just are just so unbelievably disappointing. Well, actually, I was saying, I think I'm finally <laughs> falling for it. What we should do is link this up, <laughs> link this up with Activision. 
Activision mm. is like the best Call of Duty player in the oh. world can oh. join the firing squad, and then you the the prize of winning Call of Duty is you get to. Execute so the more you learn wow. about America, the, the more you fall in love with the bloodlust nature. I just, I'm saying it's, it's, <laughs> I love it's it. working, Ben. It's working. And they I, said that Fernando went to simulate. Look at yes, that. Absolutely. I love that in the course of uh, 10 minutes of this show, we've already come up with multiple great ideas for the Idaho government to get this job done. Well, interestingly enough, in 2019, on a federal level, U.S. lawyers cited an expert saying that it would be inhumane to use the firing squad. They said that someone who was shot, uh, they can remain conscious for up to 10 seconds and that it would, quote, it's severely painful, especially related to shattering of bone and damage to the spinal cord. So, of course, this isn't going to be super fun. I don't know if they're just going to, you know pretend as if they're in the movie Reservoir Dogs and put a gun up to somebody's head while singing a fantastic tune. Mm. It is possible that someone almost Monty Python-esque gets shot in the arm and then they're like, why won't you just die? Um, and then they yeah. shoot him in the leg. And he's right. like, I'm, I'm, hey guys, I'm still alive here. <laughs> it's a flesh wound. It's merely a flesh wound. <laughs> I was told this was going to be quicker. Does anyone know how to fucking shoot a gun around here? Uh, <laughs> just give me the damn gun. <laughs> So this is according to Senator Doug Ricks. Uh, he is a Republican who co-sponsored the state's firing squad bill. He told his fellow senators on Monday that uh, finding lethal injections are really difficult and that could continue, quote, indefinitely, and that he believes the firing squad is, quote, humane, uh, which is just not even if mm -mm. we're talking about the best way to kill somebody, no matter what, nothing would be humane. Uh, he goes on to say this is a rule of law issue. Oh. Our criminal system should work and penalties should be exacted. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Doug Great. Ricks, uh, the man who is really concerned about the people of Idaho to the point where he's allowing them perhaps to win a lottery mm. and be able to shoot a fellow citizen. According to Senator Dan Foreman, also a Republican, he said that firing squads executions would traumatize people who carry mm -hmm. them out. The people who witness them and the people who clean up afterwards. So oh interestingly God. enough, okay. Mr. Foreman, yeah. also a Republican, says, hey, this is going a bit too far. Foreman says, I've seen the aftermaths of shootings and it's psychologically damaging to anybody who witnesses it. The use of firing squad is, in my opinion, beneath the dignity of the state of Idaho. Wow. So, you know, how low that's got to be. <laughs> I say they just shove a potato down their throat and see how long they can breathe. Oh, no. oh, here we go. Welcome to Idaho. They do that when you just enter Idaho, actually, now. <laughs> Interestingly enough, mm, thank you for the snack. Interestingly enough, the, the Idaho Department of Correction estimates it will cost around $750,000 to build or re-trophit a death penalty chamber for firing squad executions. Wow. It's going to take a million dollars. Ben, just give me that money and I'll stop going to jail. Just that's it. Mm. I don't understand even remotely. How do they spend that? Do you know how much fentanyl you can get for 750k? It's, it's quite I, a bit. I mean, oh the reality is, God. if you're gonna have a, if you're gonna have about ten dudes, five dudes with guns, you got to make sure that it's, you know, that's a dangerous situation. So you got to, yeah, a retrofit of a building. That's just designed to hold cellmate. Now you're going to be firing rifles there. According it, to uh, wow. according to Kevin Kemp, man, the names here in Idaho or something. Kevin Kemp, <laughs> he played a key role in obtaining drugs that were used in the 2012 execution of Richard Albert Levin. Uh, he flew to Tacoma, Washington, with more than fifteen thousand dollars 
to Cash. buy the drugs from a pharmacist. Oh, I knew it. It's <laughs> incredible. It's like a drug deal, literally. Yes. The trip was kept secret by the department, <laughs> but revealed in court documents. Oh, wow. Oh, Kemp wow. was promoted to lead the correction department two years later. Wow. And now is the director of Correctional Leaders Association. Holy this moly. What, this is what he had to say. I've got to say at the time, my thoughts go to the staff members that may have to carry out something per law that looks like putting someone to death. That is nothing I would assume any correctional director would take lightly asking someone slash ordering someone to do that because you're right, or he's right in this case. If you don't do it, I suppose you're fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't believe that this person had 15K in a briefcase. He had to go to a pharmacy elsewhere out of Idaho and give it. That's how they did it. That's how the state of Idaho figured out how to do it. It's just nice that so many Republican bureaucrats are fr- tapping into their creative sides here when it comes to <laughs> yeah. the death penalty problem. I'm going right. to, I've taken 15K. I'm going to pharmacy. I can't tell you about it. And then you got the firing squad. And did we just play a clip the other week? A Tennessee legislator who was like, can we throw hanging by a tree in there <laughs> yes. too? And just really ooh, let the creative juices flow, gentlemen. Absolutely. You would think they were in the writer's room for the movie Saw, not attempting to uh, legislate. Legislate. Especially in towns like or states like Idaho, not large. And you know the amount of power, again, as we've talked about, the state houses have. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially in places like Idaho. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, let's move on to other batshit ideas coming from legislative bodies. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Again, Arkansas, a state that is suffering economically. Infrastructure sucks. All she does is play the culture war bullshit. And of course, she's a person who says drag shows are harming our children. What won't be harming our children is now she's going to allow 14 and 15 year olds to work without a special permit. Basically, uh, what's happening now, she signed over 140 bills into law in less than 50 days. Oh, what a small government chick she is. Right. Um, the number keeps increasing. Again, as I mentioned, she's pressuring issues like constituents on adult-oriented performances, she really wants to cut those out. So kids, they're not mature enough to go watch a drag queen read them a book. However, mm. they are mature enough to go scrub toilets at the Applebee's, which I believe is what gonna, it's what they're going to refer to as their Vietnam. The law <laughs> means that the state would no longer have to verify the ages of children under the age of 16, uh, which means 14 to 15-year-olds would be able to work without a special permit. The state's Republican-controlled Senate voted 24 to 9 wow. last Thursday. Wow. Uh, the bill is uh, going to be signed by Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And it's just another reminder of how exploitative these corporations have become that they're repealing very basic laws that we've had in this country regarding children's rights. 
and um, what they can and cannot yeah. do. And also, let's not forget, when it comes to paying minimum wage, a 14-year-old, seven fifty an hour might look a hell of a lot more like uh, like a hell of a lot more money than if you're 40 with a 14-year-old at home making seven fifty. So, mm. I mean, I feel like this is just another continuation of corporations meeting with government in order to find cheap labor. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's shocking what's happening because this is also happening in other Republican states. I mean, Iowa's got a bill right now that's going to allow 14-year-olds to work in meat packing and industrial uh, freezers. And again, dangerous work. You think about teenagers, right? I mean, I was a, when I worked as a teenager, I, yeah. I could barely uh, carry the chicken to the counter to serve it to the people at the Ohio State Fair who were very upset about how pink the chicken was. And I was like, it's because we smoked the meat, man. They're like, I don't know what you're smoking. <laughs> I'm stoned as hell. What is meat? Exactly. Apps? So you, it's hard to think about teenagers working in these jobs, but mm-hmm. also like the bill in Iowa, for example, isn't even mm-hmm. going to allow teenagers to sue the companies that they work for if they get hurt. And teenagers are already getting hurt in some of these jobs around the country. They are. And again, I'm not sitting here being like, kids shouldn't work. No, you Mm-mm. you do things. You work around the house. You mm-hmm. work, you do right. internships. You work with you, working. Kids are still going to be working. This is about predatory hiring practices. Yeah. As I mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I, I'm sorry, go on. No, what I want to add is I want to connect this with the education in these states. It's this educate the education system in these states is, is, right. is lack. It's they're gutting it's, them. Yeah, they're exactly they're gutting them. So if you're a, t- a high schooler and you're you're facing either going to high school, being bored, having a shitty education, or just going to work at some place for seven fifty, what are you going to go do? I mean, isn't four, if fourteen is just out of middle school too, right? That's a freshman exactly. year of high school. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. just it's it's a, it, if you were gutting the education system and trying to disenfranchise a buttload of people. It mm-hmm. looks like this would be a really smart way to do it, Ben. Also, mm-hmm. there's a lot of other ways for kids to make money these days that don't require um, working in a meatpacking factory. Iowa, Ohio, and Minnesota are also considering bills that would loosen restrictions. The bill in Iowa, as uh, Travis was saying, would allow 14-year-olds to work at a meat part, a meatpacking plant. The Department of Labor announced that the Packers Sanitation Services had to pay over $1.5 million in fines for illegally employing over 100 children to clean meatpacking plants on overnight shifts. Overnight. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is like a horror movie. Oh my God. Can you imagine you walk in and there's a bunch of 14-year-olds working at 3 o'clock in the morning, blurry-eyed, doing God knows what with your meat. People <laughs> pissing the pickles, okay? Ugh. When I'm a 4... If I'm a... I don't want a 14-year-old handling any meat right. that I might feed myself, my family, or my freaking dogs. I don't want them near equipment that works meat or at a meat packing facility. Like Travis is saying, this is dangerous stuff. This is what Sarah Huckabee Sanders had to say. First of all, of course, she has said that there is a ban on what the state calls critical race theory. Uh, she says you can't teach that. And uh, she doesn't allow U.S. history to be uh, taught in schools. This is what she said regarding that. I'm ready to sign it into law tomorrow and end the failed status quo that has governed our education system for far too long. What? Every kid should have access to a quality education and a path to a good paying job and a better life right here in Arkansas. So <laughs> a better life indeed will be you working a night shift in the meatpacking factory. And I'm excited to see how many people get pregnant um, because I'll tell you one thing, if I was a 14 year old working in meat, I'd be haggard. I'd be smoking on my lunch break, drinking whiskey when I get off work. 
and I'd definitely be boning. Oh, my God. <laughs> if they want to treat me like a little adult, right. all right, fine. I guess it'd be a little adult. Right. I mean, Smoking it is just. And stuff. Well, and, and this goes to what we were dealing with 100 years ago in the muckraking era when there were children working in unsafe and unsanitary factories. I mean, this is Upton Sinclair type stuff. This all got busted in the early 1900s. And that's how we got our, you know, is the age of progressive ism and socialism and Teddy Roosevelt and Eugene Debs. And they were trying to protect workers and trying to keep kids out of the factories. So we're going 100 years back in time, basically, because in the post-pandemic era, corporations are making record profits and they don't want to pay workers, adults, what they actually deserve, a living wage. So they're just going to try to keep lowering the standards. It would make more sense now for your child to work as opposed to you as an adult, because they don't have to pay the same overhead and taxes. Right. And things of that nature. That is a massive problem. And of course, the states, again, that are doing this are the states that have high poverty rates, high unemployment rates and low educational rates. So it's just a a trifecta of fuckery. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she obviously has no shame, um, but uh, she is just quickly becoming one of the worst governors in America. (laughs) If not the worst. I mean, unbelievable how ass backwards her thinking is. Again, a woman born with a silver spoon in her mouth um, that was full of Nutella. And, (laughs) you know, not even, and I say it, my little cliche is she wasn't even born on third base. She was born in the dugout after her father already hit a home run. So let's move on to the people of East Palestine. I want Hmm. Travis is going to give us a quick update. But perhaps before that, we can play this sound from Sherrod Brown. Now, I know politicians, uh, it's hard to find one that are good. It's it's difficult to find a good politician. Mm. And I'm sure Sherrod Brown has done things that not everybody likes all the time, whatever. But when it comes to this, he does seem to be, at least he's speaking. And at least he's talking about what the big corporations are doing to the people of Ohio. And again, think about this in the macro sense anywhere in the country where things like this happen. And then I want Travis to give us a quick update on what's going on in East Palestine. But let's play this about a minute and a half of uh, Sherrod Brown speaking. Uh, I believe this is, uh, let's start some of it. I believe it's when the CEO was in front of the Senate. Yes, and he was also bringing up the Silicon Valley Bank. So I think this is a really important little soundbite. Let's play it. I want to say a few words about the people in East Palestine, Ohio, in the aftermath of the Silicon Valley bank collapse. They both have one thing in common. Companies follow the Wall Street business model, obsessed with short-term profits at the expense of everything and everyone else. They were aided and abetted by corporate lobbyists and the politicians here who do their bidding, weakening rules meant to protect the people whom we serve. And now working people in Ohio and around the country pay the price. Norfolk Mm -hmm. Southern chose to invest much of its massive profits in making its executives and shareholders wealthier at the expense of Ohio communities along its rail tracks. They're fighting basic requirements, basic requirements like having two drivers, two engineers, two pilots, if you will, on these trains, two and a half mile long trains, 200 cars. The railroads want only one human being on that train driving. It's the same story with Silicon Valley Bank. For as long as we've had big banks, they've had too much power in this town. Two of the most powerful lobbyists in this town for 100 years, the banks and the railroads. It's how we got the financial crisis of 08 that wiped out workers' savings and permanently Mm. set back an entire generation of young Americans. Of course, Wall Street didn't change its ways. Wall Street banks spent the ensuing years lobbying to roll back safeguards. The now-defunct Silicon Valley Bank spends hundreds of thousands of dollars 
pushing for exemptions for banks like this. Their CEO said they shouldn't be subject to strong guardrails because of, quote, the low risk profile of our activities and business model. <laughs> sure. Low risk profile, his words. When we let corporations run the economy, workers and their families always pay, whether mm -hmm. it's for the greed of Norfolk Southern, Silicon mm. Valley Bank, or Big Pharma or Big Oil. Pretty simple question Ooh. at stake in everything we do in these jobs. Whose side are you on? Do you stand with corporate lobbyists or do you stand with communities like East Palestine? Do you stand with Wall Street? Do you stand with workers? Boom. Boom. I think that was a fantastic wow. so presentation. Obviously, I'm sure you could hear it was on Sherrod Brown's official um, Twitter and it was, you know, a little bit choppy there. But that was a fantastic message and someone who was really carrying that Bernie Sanders mantle. But I think, honestly, without the baggage, Sherrod Brown is more, I think, well respected in moderate circles than someone mm -hmm. like a Bernie Sanders, perhaps. And I'm not saying, you know, whatever that can be. Uh, fluid in some ways, but I thought that that was really important for Sherrod Brown to say those things and no one mm -hmm. else, no one else is saying what I think is the obvious. And he just finally got to say it. Yeah. I mean, of course here in Ohio, uh, Sherrod Brown's going to be in a tough fight for reelection next year. Uh, him, John Tester, Joe Manchin, a lot of these guys, you know, in red States, uh, they're blue dog Democrats. But the nice thing about Sherrod Brown is a, He's the real deal. He always has talked about the dignity of work. That's his phrase. It yeah. gets borrowed sometimes by Joe Biden and other Democrats. But the other fun thing is you'd listen to him talk and it's like a political Tom Waits record. You're mm -hmm. just like, hell yeah, this guy, he may be, I may be uh, talking to a hat in a dive bar down in south of Paris, but I tell you, I do care about the workers. It's like, thank you. I love it. So, yeah, you made yeah. a lot of great points. And um, we do have a couple of updates here yeah. on the Norfolk Southern. I know the last time I think we we were talking about it, that's when they dragged the CEO, Alan Shaw, in front of the Senate uh, committee. So this is a, kind of a good place to pick up with yeah. Sherrod Brown uh, making these statements um, because I believe Alan Shaw was very uh, noncommittal in a lot of his remarks. Absolutely. So we are getting some uh, results. Uh, not all the news is good. Um, Attorney General Dave Yost, Republican, credit where credit is due. He is now suing officially on behalf of the state of Ohio. Okay. Um, this is going to be a civil uh, uh, lawsuit, lawsuit, basically. Yeah. Uh, it starts at $75,000. That's where we're at now, but that's the basement. It's only going to go per up person per person affected by the East Palestine. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's okay. the, the basement of where we are now. And it's going to go up. And the main thing about this is it's going to hold Norfolk Southern accountable with discovery. And I think that's going to be very important. That's why early on, A.G. Yost also told Norfolk Southern, do not destroy any evidence. I know you're trying to ship the soil out and ship everything out, but it's like that is all evidence. Um, when it comes to a civil, uh, you know, monetary gained uh, trial and, and case in court. So that is happening. Also, yeah. they did finally, as we covered, they were not checking for dioxins. Uh, Carson, <sighs> Fernando, help me with the word. Carcinogenic. Carcinogens. Carcinogenic. You got it. Boom. <laughs> Carcinogenic is also when you love Jenny Carson and cars. <laughs> I don't know. I'm actually going to jump off a broom. <laughs> I'm jumping off I a broom. It. Yeah, what does but that even mean? Right. You just get to East Palestine, huff the soil, take care of it. I've got another nice. way for Idaho to kill all those prisoners. Send right. East Palestine soil over to them, rub it in their face, <laughs> oh. they're dead. <laughs> We've got a lot of good ideas for Idaho. Wow. Either way, the dioxins are off the charts right now, about 14 times higher than they should be. So, you know, it's, again, we talk about that distrust that the the folks of East Palestine had when they were in the CNN town hall mm -hmm. or when they just, they, the government comes in, they're drinking the tap water and it's just like, this is why they don't trust them. Uh, originally, the EPA was using Norfolk Southern's tests as we covered before. And now that they are finally 
testing for dioxins, it is um, it is not safe. It is 100% higher than it needs to be. And then lastly, I just thought this was kind of interesting because it's almost kind of throwback to the 2016 election. But in the two weeks after the East Palestine train wreck, and it hadn't quite made even our radar yet as a political story, and it was just kind of a train wreck at the time, Russian bots were apparently on Twitter, Elon Musk Twitter, of course, yeah. uh, spreading misinformation and disinformation about uh, what had happened at the train wreck site and basically uh, talking about, and, you know, I guess in this case, they're kind of right how much worse it actually was, but they were making up things like environmentalists were on their way there to examine it. And then they were all killed in a plane crash. Um, They also, oddly enough, were shoving out a lot of the same talking points that we heard on uh, Fox news, just in terms of why is Biden going to Ukraine? He should be going to East Palestine. So it's always interesting when the Russian bots and the Republican politicians and Fox news are all saying the same thing. Things. But apparently, just because no one really knew about East Pasting yet, these Russian bots on Twitter were getting out ahead of the story. And, you know, again, we're talking about hundreds of thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not millions of views and impressions and real Americans seeing this stuff. And mm. it is all linked back, not just to the Kremlin itself, but a billionaire. Uh, and yeah. uh, I believe they are called, what's the term for a Russian billionaire? An oligarch. Oligarch, that's and, right. And, what's the difference, really? And, uh, but they're all linked to Putin yeah. and so on. And of course, making this a binary issue between support of Ukraine and support of East Palestine is a total misnomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is about Norfolk Southern pain mm-hmm. for what they mm-hmm. did. Exactly. And uh, workers, that it, yes. And, and workers. This is what one of the pro-Moscow accounts uh, tweeted. Biden offers food, water, medicine, shelter, payouts of pension and social services to Ukraine? Oh. Ohio. And then they say, Ohio first. Offer and deliver to Ohio. Offer in, and deliver. So Russian. Ohio first. <laughs> offer and Russian. deliver. To Ohio, which obviously anyone who's concerned uh, with the people of East Palestine and perhaps they just don't fully understand what they're partaking in. You say, yeah, sure, that sounds good. But again, this is not a binary choice. And this really has more to do with Norfolk Southern taking a lot of government money, a lot of taxpayer money. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then again, not doing anything to protect the people of East Palestine. And East Palestine, as I've said, it can, that can be anywhere USA, where Norfolk mm-hmm. Southern or any of these corrupt large corporations reside and reign. So hopefully the people of East Palestine can get some justice. Again, I don't trust Mike DeWine as far as I can fucking throw him. Um, and um, <laughs> This is pretty we'll, far. It's very tiny. Yeah, but we'll just, we'll just see what uh, they actually do. Before we go too far off this Russian bots, they didn't seem that effective, though, because the narrative to me no, it, think, is very anti-Norfolk. No, no one's against Joe Biden. Everyone's like worried about yeah. what the train. I mean, the you know, when it comes to like Russians, by like 2016, there has been evidence that it didn't really affect that much. I think there was a lot of the Russian stuff with the Steele dossier. It muddied up so much shit. And I think in hindsight, uh, the Democrats, I'm not sure if it's if it helped or hurt in the long term. When it comes to Donald Trump, of course, Donald Trump doing himself no favors, literally siding with Putin over the United States when they met. Right. And I think the bigger thing is just that they are active when it, when something like this happens. They they're know ready. to be they're active. Primed. Right. Yeah, yeah, they, they, are primed. they were primed before even a lot of people who are here, you know. So, again, it's just it's interesting that the Associated Press um, found this story and put that out there because you're just like, well, I guess whoever these bots are. 
uh, they seem very busy. It's very busy bots. It is interesting. And you're right. It's hard to it's hard to know how much of an impact they actually have. Mm-hmm. I can't right. imagine that t- a tweet has changed anybody's minds about anything. I really don't think it ever has. I think if anything, it solidifies. So much smarter after I go on Twitter. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I feel like it solidifies <laughs> someone's point of view more than anything. So right. I don't think it changes. Mm, I don't think that anyone would right. read a Russian bot tweet and be like, "No, maybe Trump isn't bad." Like, I don't know. But mm, right. <laughs> then I'm constantly surprised by uh, by the uh, ignorance of of man. So BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, let's move on a little bit and just wrap it up with Trump, DeSantis, Proud Boys, and the idea of what is woke. Because this is going to be coming up a lot in uh, this most recent election cycle. Donald Trump, obviously, he has said that he is going to be arrested Tuesday. Uh, that'll be March 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, if that does happen, holy shit. Uh, he's already <laughs> said, yo, get, get your guns. Let's go have some fun. Get ready for right. it. I believe he would be detained in Mar-a-Lago, brought up to New York City. Uh, of course, the DA in New York might be the in Manhattan, might be the only person slightly less popular <laughs> than Donald Trump. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. That would be a massive deal. And would it help hurt? We'll discuss that afterwards. Um, it would bring martyrdom upon Donald Trump, but also, good God. I mean, when you see the guy in cuffs doing a perp walk, what is that going to do to the psyche of the MAGA crowd of people who like Donald Trump? Does it make them say, ah, fuck it, it's way too much work? Or does it prove what he's been saying in that he's against the establishment and the establishment wants to get him. I don't know. Speaking of crowd, you guys were saying that there's already people like camping out in front of Mar-a-Lago. It's, it's going to be a it's thing. It's going to be a huge thing, dude. Oh, this wow. is uh, very potentially another J6. People are, are, are underplaying it. We know that the New York uh, NYPD has already spoken with the Secret Service and they're figuring out, you know, a whole series of different uh, ways to protect everything that's going to be going on. But it might just not, it might not just be, uh, you know, pro Trumpers, mm-hmm. you know, there's right. a lot of people who want to hit him, hit, 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 shoot yeah. his ass in the dome, yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> right. so there's a lot of people that, uh, maybe it's a janitor that he angered 40 years ago. I mean, who knows? <laughs> right. right? It's Trump. <laughs> so it's going to be absolutely insane. So we have that as a backdrop to the culture war conversation that we're seeing now with Ron DeSantis attempting to sort of swing him or attempting to formulate the idea in the American people's minds that he's culturally Midwest, but geographically he's all Tampa baby. So he's <laughs> trying to take this sort of, uh, he says, quote, culturally, my upbringing reflected the working class communities in Western Pennsylvania and Northeast Ohio, but geographically he was raised in Tampa Bay. But he's again, 
culturally Midwest. So he's got diabetes and a whole series of other issues. He might drink too much simply because he is culturally Midwest. But what he is trying to do again there is get on the right side of what it is to be woke. And of course, the left uses woke as like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't incarcerate everybody and uh, treat people fairly. And then the right uh, views woke as, I mean, just as if it was the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. Now, the problem is with the Republican Party, they can't define what woke means. Everyone has a different interpretation. One of those people is Bethany Mandel. Now, the only reason that this matters is because she's authored a book. The book is my my uh, the stolen youth about how I believe woke ideology is upending American childhood. Oh. Um, I would I would argue the labor laws uh, in, um, in Arkansas <laughs> might be upending the American childhood just slightly more. Mm. But when asked to define what she believes woke is, we'll play her answer, and I just think it's fascinating because this is indicative of people all across the country. Mm-hmm. Woke, woke, woke. What does it mean? Nah, uh, come on uh, now. You know, uh, uh, you know. So, but unlike <laughs> them, this woman wrote an entire book, right? Which again makes me think she might be more of a grifter than a political thinker. Let's uh, play Bethany Mandel. Totally bombing. And <laughs> Americans consider themselves very liberal, and probably fewer of them consider themselves to be woke. And so, you know, when when what, we what talk about traditional. Would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple of times and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, I mean, woke is oh, God. sort of the idea that. Mm-hmm. Um, you wrote a book. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did you read your book? Uh-huh. I, hmm? What's the this title? This is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke <laughs> is yeah. something that's very hard to define and we've spent an entire you wrote chapter a book. defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to re- to- totally reinvent imagine and re- re- redo society in order to create Great. hierarchies of oppression. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Sorry, I, it's, it's uh-huh. hard to explain in a 15 seconds. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's really not. Uh-huh. All right. So that's Bethany Mandel. Oh, now, so again, as this sort of anti-woke culture that is uh, a Warshack test for anybody, mm-hmm. then you have mm-hmm. groups like the Proud Boys. Now, the Proud Boys are making news because they got their fucking asses kicked outside of a drag story hour event in Manhattan hosted by New York Attorney General Letitia James. I don't really like Letitia James. It is what it is. Uh, One man was arrested while another man's face appeared to have been bloody. The Proud Boys are more confident than they used to be. They're going out and they're actively protesting. Again, this takes place in Manhattan. That is where if Donald Trump is arrested, he will end up going. Um, And so we'll see what the people, the Proud Boys and their and their ilk want to do. There was about 100 supporters gathered outside the New York City's lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender community center. Um, and uh, that's where the event was being held. And then the Proud Boys showed up and uh, they were quickly told to go fuck off. So it is uh, bizarre to say the least what's happening in modern America as you can't even have a story time without a bunch of incels coming to attack them. Now, those are the same people that people like Ron DeSantis are attempting to court. Now, my question here is, will Donald Trump, if he is arrested, does that wing, the more militant wing of the MAGA Republicans, does it become on fire? And does this, again, just create more 
fervor. I mean, I read some articles being like, don't overthink it. It's bad for Trump. And then, uh, which I do understand. He's under- a now. He's a, that, that's my only concern. And I'm not saying, you know, Michael Cohen, he, he already served time for this. This is all about Stormy Daniels, the hush money. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Stormy has said that she didn't fuck him. I, there's so much to this. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would like to see Stormy perform. I, I love her. She's great. <laughs> nice, great. nice knockers. Really sweet person. Um, but do you think that this is going to be the thing that dismantles Donald Trump's 2024 campaign? Or is this just fundraiser fodder? beyond belief right that's the teflon don i mean we've talked about this many times the walls are closing in the walls are closing in well even if let's say the walls are closing in in terms of you know federal agents or i guess in this case new york state agents i don't even know who's going to be doing the arresting is it the nypd going to mar-a-lago there's a lot of questions just even on the logistics of all this but to your point ben yeah does this just Keep the Teflon done. Did you just keep on sending out those emails? Keep raising money. I mean, every time, even, you know, Matt Gates, we talk about him. Those charges have been dropped now. And he just right. fundraised and fundraised on this whole thing of they're coming to get me. And, uh, you know, and obviously we've also talked about DeSantis just in terms of DeSantis versus Trump. DeSantis is such a loser right now. Just Not just the tapioca pudding story that we covered the other week, but it's right. now been exposed that when DeSantis was, was in Congress, he didn't have any friends. The no. man is an introvert. He yeah. will he will bomb the way Bethany Mandel just did on that show Rising <laughs> when Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. finally has to face Donald Trump on a debate stage if and when we get there. So I agree with you, Ben. I'm always weary. I mean, Trump, he walks out there with the cuffs on and his supporters are right there cheering for him. Oh, he's going to feel so emboldened. Uh, it's just a bizarre duality because you would think again in a, in a normal world, oh, this is bad. Again, Nixon resigned with the idea of being impeached. Mm, right, and, right, right. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and you do wonder. I mean, obviously, Donald Trump, he's the one who predicted he was going to be arrested March 21st. Again, we'll see if that does occur. He's the one, He oh, to me, it doesn't, He's going to be annoyed and it will be uncomfortable, which is fun. I want him to be as uncomfortable as humanly possible. I think that's great. Yeah. But I wonder if he sees this as a huge negative or again, you know, when Michael Cohen is going to be the prosecutor's number one guy, no one yeah. likes that fucking schmuck either. Right. It's just right. a bunch of people that nobody likes. This is the, this is the, you know, the shit river that a crappy carp like mm-hmm. Trump can actually, sh- you know, He's used to being in court. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like very, it's just fascinating. So we'll see what happens, but I, I just don't know what to think yet. I got a bad joke that I got to get out of me. Do, so do it, of it's two sides. You either got a fake blonde with big tits or you got Stormy Daniels. So those hey, are whoa, there it is. Folks, I thought he was going to say Stormy. <laughs> That's classic. You are yeah. 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 comedy. That's the switcheroo. But <laughs> if, again, if you see Trump come out of there in handcuffs, he's going to be the Jesus. He's going to be the Jesus walking the cross Ugh. while the, you know, he really will. He'll be the martyr that he's always said. He's going to be the, the Q warrior. Well, let's be honest. Like, mm, he, Jesus I, was exhausted. <laughs> and I don't know. Like when Jesus came back after the third day, you know, some motherfuckers were like, oh, God, God, bro. stop. It's just like, stop. dude, we got to move on, dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's why it took another 300 years before they were like, man, fine, we'll think about him again. <laughs> but but again, I hate it. I hate it. But this will be all those things that he said. You know, why did it take so long? Blah, blah, blah. It, he's, it, I hate it. And I then, absolutely hate it. Again, politically, the thing that Donald Trump always does is mirrors what he has done 
to his opponent to nullify how horrible it is. So mm. now Donald Trump is going full scorched earth with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He oh, is boy. saying that Ron DeSantis is a groomer and a sexual predator. Right. And so Donald Trump, he's taken he's taken to truth social mm. and uh, he's letting people know what he really thinks of Ron DeSantis. Donald, tell us what your thoughts are. Ron DeSantimonious. That's what I call him. He'll probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser, and better known when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are underage or possibly a man. I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like I do. So there was a lot to unpack there. So I don't even uh, know what I just read. What the so, hell was it? He's saying that he supplied underage girls with drinks, and then he also maybe fucked a man. Um, okay. So that is oh where God. we're going oh uh, when it comes to this Republican primary. You thought uh. Donald Trump reading Lindsey Graham's phone number was beyond the pale. We're just going <laughs> straight to my opponent's a pedophile. He's a groomer and he fucks men. <laughs> and so what? I'm getting arrested. Who cares? Again, Ooh. as uh, the only politics that Donnie knows how to play are scorched earth. You wonder what that'll look like as DeSantis does get his time in the sun. And thus far, uh, his presentations, his performances on a theatrical level have not been good. No. So, you know, who knows? I think he, for, maybe he peaked too early. Maybe Oof. being governor is where the peak is. And that's the top of the right, mountain for right. DeSantis. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think he's I don't think these past few weeks have been good for him. I think the American, I've heard some people say they're DeSantis guys when I was in a wedding in North Carolina, but uh, those same people would smile and vote for Trump too. So mm -hmm. yeah, right. right. It, you know. and, and again, it's just, it's almost like the Hillary Clinton effect of 2016. The more you actually see the person, the less you actually like them. And that's what Ron DeSantis has going on for him right now as well. I mean, he may be better off just going to the debate and eating a tapioca pudding with his fingers. Like that I mean, would make him more endearing. Stupid human tricks might really win the day. Um, yeah, there's just memes going around depicting DeSantis drunk and partying around. So we'll see if, again, that just kind of binary, well, he's gross, so am I, who are you going to choose, works out. <laughs> but if, right. it was, if I'm going to guess and it's Trump Biden 2.0, I just don't see the outcome any different than what happened in 2020. Right, except maybe January sixth gets even crazier. That would be the only, yeah, the only thing I could think I, of. I don't know, but again, from a Republican primary standpoint, what's going to happen potentially to Donald Trump this week? I think the polling data. Once we start to get a little bit of polling and then kind of understanding what the American people think, it's going to be fascinating because again. No one likes New York City outside of New York City, and half the people in New York City are kind of pissed off because Eric Adams is one of the worst governor or one of the worst mayors in America. He currently mm -hmm. said that everyone's problems are because they've lost faith. Oh, um, literally makes me want to fucking choke him out um, because it's like that is such a unbelievably such a horrible political scapegoat. You've lost faith. That's why you're suffering. No, it's not. It's because you're not allocating <laughs> funds properly, and the subways don't work. Um, so again. In the minds of the American people, the only people they might like slightly less than Trump is a DA in Manhattan. Mm. Wow. Mm. Well, the, the, I feel like you got to win the meme wars. And DeSantis has really won them because maybe he hasn't he hasn't 
done a lot of media and stuff. But if if what you're saying is true, he's actually really awkward and he's he's weird and he's kind of a loser. As soon as enough cameras get on him, he's going to lose all that. He's going to lose all those teenagers that thinks he's a badass, that think mm -hmm. he's the cool guy. And all that youth that's like loving him for the memes is going to be like, oh, he's actually like the a weirdo. Not right. voting for him. And then Awkward. let's not forget on the flip side of this, Donald Trump has put a lot of judges in very powerful positions oh, as well. See. Oh, see. So mm. what if one of them in Florida or whatever, like I, some of the concerns that are being expressed is like politicized DAs, politicized mm -hmm. judges. Mm -hmm. And we really don't want to go down that road, even though we already are on that road. But hopefully the car can slow down a little bit. But it's very possible that a Trump appointed judge is like, let's look into these allegations against DeSantis Absolutely. and everything again wow. falls apart. And the American people still don't have their voices heard, which is the mm. most important thing, uh, theoretically, in a democratic republic that we're supposed to be living in. Mm. Um, well, it could be a very good week and open the doors for President John Bolton. I can't wait. <laughs> that beautiful oh, mustache. Good. Coup d'etat for you. Coup d'etat for you. Everyone gets you. a coup d'etat. Oh, my. All right, everyone. We'll be back later this week, and we'll probably have more insight into what's happening with Donald Trump and his legal issues as, uh, again, the walls are closing in, or is he yeah. just getting fatter? Okay, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.